from Australia. This is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. Yes, I'm Graham, VK4BB, and yes, it is the national news, this edition for May 1, 2022. And in the news this week, Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, manager of the VHF UHF field days. Kevin, VK4UH, manager Harry Angel Memorial 80 metre sprint contest. Justin, VK7TW, for the 2022 WIA Conference Organising Committee, and Peter, VK4EA, WIA Board Director. Hopefully everybody listening or reading has seen the AGM, Open Forum and the Antarctic Symposium notices for the 7th of May. Please register using the Eventbrite facility set up by the Radio Electronic Society of Tasmania. It's free of charge for the AGM and Open Forum and a very modest charge of $10 for the afternoon sessions. If you haven't received the Memnet email or seen the webpage post, there is a link to the article in the text edition. More details of the event later in this bulletin. Stay tuned. I'll be there in person at my own cost. Thanks to the pandemic, I have a heap of points and credits to use up. And it'd be great to travel into state again after a considerable break. For those attending in person, I look forward to meeting you. One of the fantastic parts of the AGM is the announcement of the WIA Merit Awards. The award nominations submitted by members have gone to the board for consideration. Award recipients were notified during the AGM, and we thank those who have taken the time to nominate a recipient. And a reminder that today is the last day to submit your committee reports to the Secretary. Please ensure that your committee reports are sent to the Secretary for inclusion in the AGM forum. And in news from the ACMA in relation to outpost non-assigned licences, you know, the licence you got when they want safety in the bush from the RFDS. It's now a class licence with no yearly fee and no call sign requirement. The only re- remaining requirement is the radio must be a land mobile compliant HF, like a Cardinal Barrett, installed in the vehicle. No amateur grade radios permitted. Link to the press releases in this text edition. Outpost assigned licences, that is base stations, will continue to be licensed by the ACMA. I suspect the change for amateurs to class-based licensing is close. We know this is not the preferred option for many, however, the ACMA have assured us that oversight and regulation will continue. The WIA will continue to lobby the ACMA to provide protection for our bands. That's it for me for this broadcast. See you on Hobart next weekend. This has been Peter, VK4EA, on behalf of the WIA board. Antarctic Gateway is the theme of the 2022 WIA Hybrid AGM and Virtual Conference, and registrations are pouring in. It takes place next Saturday, May the 7th, with the AGM kicking off at 10.30 AEST and the virtual conference starting at 13.00 AEST. The virtual conference consists of four special presentations that highlight the history, culture, research and communications associated with Antarctica. This week we focus on the last two presentations. Dr Andrew Klekachuk is active in the atmospheric studies in the Australian Antarctic Program at the Antarctic Division. Australian studies of the Antarctic atmosphere began with Louis Bernacci's magnetic and weather observations during Karsten's Borchgrevik Southern Cross 1898-1900 expedition to Cape Adair. With the establishment of the Australian National Antarctic Research Expedition, or ANAIR, in 1947, Australia set about developing a modern and sustained program of atmospheric studies, which was founded on upper atmosphere and cosmic ray physics and meteorology. 
Today, an emphasis on the Australian Antarctic Program is on understanding Antarctica's role as the driver and regulator of the global climate system. In this talk, Andrew will outline some of the history and developments in Australian studies of the Antarctic atmosphere and give an overview of current research and future directions. Our last presentation for the virtual conference is from Peter Yates, VK7YP, and Kim Briggs, VK7KB, from the AAD. This presentation covers a review of communications from the 1960s through to the present day and the challenges of providing communications in Antarctica. Peter and Kim will be taking the audience through a brief illustrated history of communications in Antarctica, and this will include the high-frequency, high-power stations that provided the lifeline for the Australian stations from the 1940s through to the 1980s, when the Inersat satellite system was put in place. This installation changed the way the bases were managed in a huge way, the 24-7 bandwidth enabling real-time remote management of many aspects of the bases. This has further developed into each base having reasonable bandwidth enabling expeditioners to access the internet and email in almost real time. Peter will be showing some of the challenges that present when you're setting up communication systems and we'll finish up with a look at communications at Casey Station thanks to Warren VK7 and Zero Whiskey November. So how do you participate? Well, if you're coming along in person to the AGM, then please book at the link on the text edition of the broadcast. If you wish to receive the stream of the AGM and open forum, then a Memnet email will be sent to all WIA members in the very near future that will enable you to register and receive the stream details. To register to attend in person or receive the stream of the virtual conference presentations, please register at the link, and this is a different link to the AGM link, on the text edition of this broadcast. There is a small charge of $10 to cover organisational costs for the virtual conference presentations, and for further details, please check out the WIA website or Facebook pages. On behalf of the 2022 Conference Organising Committee, we look forward to seeing you on the stream on May the 7th, 73 from yours truly, Justin, VK7 Tango Whiskey, for the National WIA News. Thanks, Justin. And now, an irregular component of this WIA National News, it's Discussion Point. I'm Robert, VK3 ARM. Apart from having an amateur radio licence and being a member of the WIA, I'm also a radio operator coordinator with another commercial HF radio network. Today I received an email from one of our volunteer radio operators in Queensland who's held an outpost licence for many years used with the Royal Flying Doctor Service. This advises that the class licence will commence on the 31st of May this year. From this date, any person operating an outpost station must comply with the conditions set out in the class licence. Operating an outpost station under the class licence will be free. Station operators will not need an individual licence or to pay any licence application or renewal fees. In this ACMA communication, apart from having no fees, it seems that users are now encouraged to select their own desired call sign, whatever that may be. In part, it states that you will have the flexibility to use any form of station identification, including the operator's name, cell call number, vehicle registration number, physical location, or the call sign issued previously with an individual licence. 
How long before Common CB speak takes over the Outpost Radio Network? Will hoax calls for help from people who can't be identified become a regular thing on what could end up being a completely unregulated service? How someone who hears a call for help on an outpost frequency can actually identify who the caller may be is beyond me. It seems to me that the outpost frequencies could become nothing more than the new high-powered HF Citizens Band. This greatly concerns me after reading this ACMA advice especially that the ACMA seems intent on putting us amateurs onto a class licence. I hope that the people dealing with the ACMA over this proposed change are doing their homework well. Otherwise, this latest change to outpost station licences could be an example of what's ahead of us. I'm Robert, VK3ARM. This is VK1WIA. All points of contact from today's news stories are to be found in print. When you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. Now, international news with Jason, VK2LAW. Hello. Commencing news from Region 1, radio amateurs respond to earthquake in Bosnia and Herzegovina. IARU Region 1 Emergency Communications Coordinator Greg Mossop, Golf Zero Delta Uniform Bravo, reports on the amateur radio response to the earthquake that struck Bosnia and Herzegovina April 22nd. He says the earthquake, registering 5.7 on the Richter scale, struck around 45 kilometres southwest of the city of Mostar, but it was felt across a wider area including Croatia, Serbia and Montenegro. And sadly, the quake is reported to have caused death and many injuries. Five minutes after the earthquake, the emergency communications service was activated. Following their plans, three teams from local radio clubs were mobilised and established a network using existing VHF repeaters and a portable crossband unit. A digital connection was also established between Sarajevo and Zenitsa, Echo 70 Alpha Romeo Alpha via Winlink, with situation reports being passed in IARU message format. Because of the risk of aftershocks damaging buildings weakened by the first earthquake, the emergency networks are remaining active until the danger has passed, along with a number of frequencies and repeaters at VHF UHF, The following HF frequencies will also be in use, 3.612 and 7.125 MHz. 40 MHz news. A little bit of radio history was made on the 21st of April 2022, with the very first contact ever between Ireland and South Africa on the 40 MHz band. Phil, Echo India 9 Kilo Papa, in the west of Ireland, managed to complete two-way contacts with Jan, Zulu Sierra 6 Oscar Bravo in South Africa, on 40.680 MHz, using the FT8 and FT4 modes, a distance of about 9,570 kilometres. Echo India 9 Kilo Papa was using 25 watts to a homebrew two-element Yagi, Zulu Sierra 6 Oscar Bravo was using in the region of 30 to 50 watts. And wrapping up international news from Region 3, Antarctic ham radio station active for Children's Day May 5. The Japanese Antarctica Research Expedition, J-A-R-E, amateur radio station 8 Juliet 1 Romeo Lima is conducting special operation of Children's Day May 5 where elementary, junior high and high school students in Japan 
get priority to contact this last continent. In 2022, the 63rd Japan Antarctic Research Expedition at the Sayoa Station plans to operate Special Operation of Children's Day. Operating Thursday, May 5th, 2022, 500 to 1800 JST. Operating on the 21 MHz band SSB. For VK1 WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there, and thanks. And today I'm joined by two of VK's contest managers, both VK2ZRH Roger Harrison and first up Kevin, VK4UH. And I'm the contest manager for the Harry Angel Memorial 80-metre sprint, which is coming up on Saturday, May the 7th. Now, for those of you who may not be familiar with the Harry Angel, it's an 80-metre sprint contest which has run every year now since 1999 and was started to commemorate the life of its namesake, Harry Angel, VK4HA, who at the time of his becoming a silent key was the oldest amateur in Australia. The sprint contest runs for 106 minutes, representing one for each year of Harry's life. Sadly, this year we've lost two amateurs who have made major contributions to the running of this contest. Firstly, my friend and co-manager Charlie, VK4YZ, who ran the contest with me for the last 10 years. And before his passing, Charlie and I had made the decision that this year we were going to bring the contest up to date and adopt a fully automated log entry and cross-checking system because up until last year we'd been accepting both electronic and postal entries and had been cross-checking all those logs by hand. Sadly, also this year we lost another friend and colleague, Mike, VK43AVV, and Mike was the creator of the VK Contest Logger software. And one of its major features was that at the end of the contest, the program itself could email your log entry directly to a WIA contest portal, and then that was all done and dusted. Sadly, since Mike's passing, the future and ongoing support for VKCL is unclear, as is the availability of the contest portal itself at this time. The bottom line, then, is that for this year at least, it will not be possible to submit your log automatically from within the program itself. Entries to the Harry Angel contest must be emailed to the proper contest email address, otherwise we may well not receive them and your entry would be missed. So to be quite clear, the contest is running this year. It's on May the 7th, and the rules are essentially unchanged from previous years. Now, you can still use VKCL for logging, and it will produce a log file for you in the correct format to submit your entry. What you can't do is submit your log automatically from within VKCL. Now, the program will still encourage you to do that, but please don't. Your entry will not get to us. You'll need to enter your log manually by email to our proper Harry Angel contest address and full details of this address are on the WIA contest webpage and will be in the printed version of this news broadcast. If you are entering this iconic WIA contest this year, we would encourage everybody to revisit the rules and information found on the WIA contest section. Just look for the Harry Angel page. Thanks, Kevin. And a lot more info from Kevin is in our text edition. And now also in May is running the Don Edwards Memorial Slow Moors Contest. Today is starting May 14, concluding May 15. 
Saturday evening, 14 May between 6pm and 9pm Eastern Standard Time on 80 metres. Sunday afternoon, 15 May between 1pm and 4pm Eastern Standard Time on 40 metres. I'm Felix and Ingham now to the Gold Coast and Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, manager of the VHF UHF field days. For now, I expect that most VHF UHF contesters will have already heard that Mike, VK3 Alpha Victor Victor, developer of the popular VKCL logging program, passed away in January after a long battle with cancer. Listeners will recall that I published a silent key obituary in the current issue of Amateur Radio magazine, written by Mike's friend, Peter Forbes, VK3 Quebec, India. Mike also compiled contest results for us WIA contest managers using log-checking software he developed for the purpose. Following the sad news of Mike's passing, I made contact with his son to inquire about arrangements to get access to the log-checking software. I recently heard back from him. The situation is that VKCL and Mike's log-checking software cannot be accessed until after probate on his will is determined, as all his computer equipment and software is part of his estate. I will hear from his son in due course. In the meantime, after discussions with a few colleagues, I am arranging to compile and publish a table of log results as lodged, perhaps with a minimal course of sample checking. This will all have to be manual. Fortunately, all logs are in a standard electronic format. Keep a watch on the VHF UHF contest webpage. As they say in the classics, I will see you further down the log. Thanks, Roger. Now let's slot open our decks window for the month of May. VK90 ABC and Aussie Station celebrating 90 years of the National Broadcaster and is operating all year. 4X74 and 4Z74 Israel special event. Israel celebrates 74 years of independence this year. And hems from Israel will be using these special prefixes. Again, they are 4X74 and 4Z74, starting next Thursday, May 5th, until May 11. United States Special Event. Members of the Scantron Picano Amateur Radio Club, Spark, K3CSG, will be active as N3T from Steentown, Scantron, Pennsylvania, between May 13 and 15, to celebrate National Train Day, May 14. The K3CSG operating schedule will be tentatively 1400 hours UTC to 2100 hours UTC each day. 3A Monaco. Members of Association of Radio Amateurs from Monaco will use the special call sign 3A5M to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the passing of Prince Albert, first of Monaco. Activity will take place until May 31st. QSL via the 3A Bureau. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ in England. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Bruce, VK3 Triple F. And a very good day to you. Special interest groups, art for art's sake. Ham Radio Art Project. Anard EI4IQB writing on an Irish forum operated by their National Society, IRTS, irts.groups.io, is drawing attention to an art project featuring ham radio. It includes recordings made at EI0MAR. 
the production of ham was supported by an Arts Council Agility Award and it was included as a part of the program for this year's Five Lamps Festival. It had a joint debut broadcast between Near FM and Dublin Digital Radio. Ham is an experimental documentary piece about amateur radio operators based in Dublin. The string parts were played by the Ficino Quartet. It makes for fascinating listening, illuminating many aspects of our hobby, not just for licensed hams, but for a wider public. A full recording of it can now be listened to via the SoundCloud link shown in this week's text edition of WIA National News. Special interest groups, Alara. We are lucky today to be joined on National News by Linda, VK7QP, with news of Alara Meet 2023. The next Alara Meet will be held in Hobart in November 2023. It will be six years since our last Alara Meet in Cairns and we are looking forward to getting together again. Alara Meet itself will be on Saturday the 4th and Sunday the 5th of November 2023. Registration will be on Friday the 3rd of November and there will be some optional tours on Monday the 6th. This seems a long way off at the moment but it's the height of the tourist season in Hobart so we have already booked the old wool store as the venue. This hotel is near the waterfront in Hobart and we have secured good accommodation rates for the event. Some of you may remember that we conducted a survey a few years ago. One of the priorities was to keep registration costs for Alara Meet low. This remains a priority, especially as costs of travel and accommodation keep increasing. Will you come and join us? We'd like to know so that we can have an idea of numbers before we start planning the programme. A number of younger members have joined Alara with the introduction of our grants programme and we hope that some of you will come to Hobart. Let us know so we can plan some events with you in mind. An expressions of interest form is on the Alara website or contact me at luther8 at bigpond.com. This is not a booking, it's just to help with planning so we can reserve a block of rooms at the old wool store at these competitive rates. Please return the expressions of interest for me by email or send to P.O. Box 308, Rosney Park, Tasmania 7018 by the 15th of May 2022. The Alara AGM will be held tomorrow, Monday 2nd of May at 10.30 UTC on the Echolink Alara Conference Station and on 3.625 MHz plus or minus QRM. This will be my finale as president of Alara, a position I've held for three years. Alara is going strong with our grants program attracting new members and scouts and guides joining our contest. Now I'm retiring as president, I have time to think about Alara Meet in Hobart next year. Looking forward to welcoming everybody. 73 is from Linda, VK7QP. Thanks, Linda. Now from Alara to worldwide special interest groups, 5 megahertz. NZ Art 560 license update. The latest New Zealand Amateur Radio Transmitters Society News Bulletin, Infoline number 450, reports on the current situation as regards 5 megahertz, 60 metres in the country. It says... 
Richard ZL2FY, the NZART Administration Liaison Officer, has spoken with RSM and is waiting on them to issue a new GURL. Until they do, the status quo continues. If required, the licence will be renewed and they will continue until the GURL is issued. Nothing more can be done as it now sits with RSM. On the 7th of May last year, New Zealand amateurs were granted access to the WRC-15 amateur secondary allocation of 5351.5 to 5366.5 kilohertz under a temporary 12-month sub-licence due to be reviewed with their regulator, RSM, with a view to it being permanently added to the New Zealand amateur GURL. The New Zealand Amateur Radio Licence provided no interference issues had arisen. To date, 271 sub-licences have been issued. Worldwide Special Interest Group Maritime Octogenarian Radio Ham making solo voyage across Pacific. 83-year-old radio amateur Kenichi Hori, JR3JJE, is using ham radio during his solo journey across the Pacific in his yacht, the Suntory Mermaid 3. The Asahi site reports... Kenichi Hori, who aims to become the oldest solo voyager to cross the Pacific, passed Hawaii on April 17th, a week ahead of schedule and in apparently good shape and spirit. Amateur radio fans across Japan are often in contact with JR3JJE. Worldwide special interest groups, radio amateur old-timers. And it's on to our man in the West. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6CSW, reminding you that tomorrow is the first Monday of the month, time for the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's May Bulletin to go to air. This month, as well as the latest club news, Ron, VK3AFW, will talk about weak signal work using a computer. I'll be reminiscing about the regular column in Electronics Australia entitled 50 and 25 Years Ago. And lastly, Bill VK3BR has an item about Oliver Heaviside, that remarkable self-taught mathematician who, amongst many other achievements, predicted the existence of the ionosphere. Everyone, REOTC members and non-members alike, is most welcome to listen to the program and to join in the callbacks afterwards. Full details of all transmissions, times and modes can be found on the REOTC website or just Google RAOTC broadcasts. If none of the transmission times suit you, you can download the audio file at any time from today from the website. Members and friends of the REOTC in Perth are reminded that the next lunchtime meeting at the Bayswater Hotel is on Tuesday, May the 10th. Sim 3 from Clive, VK6CSW. Now, worldwide special interest groups, radio scouting. Turkey's radio amateurs promote the hobby to scouts. The Aydin branch of the Turkish Radio Amateurs Association attended the weekend camp at the Scout House of the Campfire Scouting and Sports Club in Sharnali neighbourhood to explain all about amateur radio. 
TRAC Iden branch members explained what amateur radio is, what activities amateur radio operators can engage in, the working tools and working methods required by this hobby, why amateur radio operators are needed in emergencies and disasters, and the importance of communication in search and rescue. In addition, information about the exam and certification processes of the Amateur Radio Operator Licence was also given. The young scouts learned how to communicate via hand and mobile radios, radio-to-radio or relay. Over digital radio, the young scouts met with the president of the Turkish Scout Federation and provided local interviews with the operators of the track or TRAC Aiden branch with analog radios. The practical training shown alongside the theory at the club, which houses scouts from many age groups, has aroused excitement among young scouts. I'm Bruce, VK3 Triple F in sunny Bendigo. On the social scene, VK3 Moorabbin Hamfest happens 10am May 14. In VK2, the Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's Field Day, June 11 and 12. And in VK5, the Australian Fox Hunting Championship and the Surge Convention. This is John, VK5 DJ for the Surge Convention Organising Committee. The Australian Fox Hunting Championship is scheduled for the Queen's Birthday Weekend on Saturday and Sunday, June 11th and 12th. Andrew, VK5KET, is our fox hunting coordinator and he is planning to challenge the hounds as much as possible in the pine forests and surrounds of Mount Gambier. We're breaking with tradition and holding the scout hall activities on the Sunday only. All the usual goodies such as door prize, trading tables, lunch offerings on Friday, homebrew competition, presentations for the hunters, talks and then the traditional three-course dinner to polish off the championship. On Sunday, the doors will open for traders to set up at 8.30am and for general public entry at 9.30am. All details are available on the Surge website. And thanks for that, and thank you for listening to WIA National News. I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.